Welcome to Kickoff Labs on Growth. I'm Josh Ledgard, and my goal with this podcast is to help you grow sustainable businesses through the stories of our customers and our team. Today, I'm talking to Luke Raffleyoun from Travelware. At the time of this recording, they had just wrapped up a successful Kickoff Labs campaign and launched their travel backpack for photographers on Indiegogo. By the time you're hearing this, they had successfully blown past their funding goal and raised over $95,000. In this episode, you'll learn how Kickoff Labs helped them validate their business, how they ran a referral campaign to keep rewards simple, built a product they wanted to buy, what percentage of your ideal crowdfunding raise you should spend on marketing, and how you could use Facebook Messenger to answer questions from potential customers during your launch. Enjoy the show. All right, I am live with Luke Raffleyun uh, from Travelware uh, with the E dropped in travel. Uh, as uh, I've, we discussed before the interview, makes it uh, trendy. And as you said, the domain was also available. So, um, hey, Luke, welcome to the podcast. Hi, how's it going? Great. Um, can you tell us a bit about uh, the product that you're promoting and the campaign you've got going on right now? Yeah, so we're actually live right now on Indiegogo with the Air Backpack and our company's Travelware. So the Air Backpack is what we think is the perfect travel and photography backpack. We've put a lot of thought into the compartments. It's got a modular design and something cool that we did was um, we did sort of a machine learning optimization of the padding. So not to get too technical, but basically we put a gyroscope in the backpack and we dropped it a bunch of times and uh, varied the padding um, volumes and proportions. And from there, we were able to take that data and train a neural net. And that neural net provided us with an algorithm that mapped the um, inputs were changing the padding's volume and dimensions, and the output was the magnitude, the peak mag- magnitude of de- acceleration, or in other words, the impact force. And we were able to um, iteratively calculate that out and get the Pareto front. And um, these values are the theoretical optimal values. And from there, we were able to make manufacturing decisions to make it more shockproof than the normal manufacturing and design process, which is where you just build a backpack and you you try and guess at how you pad it to make it shockproof. And here it was sort of cool because we had an equation that helped us make these decisions. That's really Um, neat. Um, Can you tell me why, uh, like why backpacks and then why the niche of uh, travel photography backpacks? So what what was made that an appealing market for you? I think because we are the target audience. So it's um, we want to get into other gear as well, but it's sort of cool because all of us like to travel and um, we're some of us are big photographers and videographers. Um, sort of the impetus for the idea was um, a few years ago, we went on a trip to Singapore and I don't know if you know this, but the flight from SFO to Singapore is about 18 hours. And we got there in the morning at like 6 a.m. And we Mm -hmm. wanted to go, not go to, we couldn't even check into the hotel at that point. So we went to do sort of a hike straight from the airport to a hike. And then we went and went around the city for a while. And then we went to our hotel. And on this same trip, we 
went to Sumatra for like a three-day jungle hike with orangutans. And we went back to Singapore and stayed up in some more upscale hotels. And so we needed um, gear that would be waterproof, comfortable in all these different environments, um, and like sort of well thought out so that we could pack it easily and that it also it would look nice because we didn't want to just um, show up into some of these locations looking uh, more raggedy or like um, the classical uh, mm -hmm. backpacker look. So um, we had the gear that did just fine. Actually, myself, I went shopping on Kickstarter beforehand because there's some uh, travel gear um, coming out and I used some of it and some of it I liked, some of it I didn't. But as engineers, we sort of have the mindset of there's always a way to do it better. We want to figure out how to do it better. And so that's why we started with the travel backpack. Cool. And let's back up a little further. What is your background? You mentioned that you're an engineer uh, by trade, it sounds like. So can you tell us a bit about your story and what led you here? Yeah, so I am a software engineer. I went to school for electrical engineering. I did my senior project um, with um, uh, machine learning and neural nets. It's actually called Smart Weights and it's published, so you could find that out there. Um, and I've been working as a software engineer for um, the past six or seven years now. Um, I switched to software engineering and um, the other people on the team, we have somebody who is a bio, uh, biomechanical engineer. We have somebody who's a mechanical engineer. We have another electrical slash software engineer. And then we have um, one business development person. Um, so it's cool because um, if there's something technical, um, we don't have any qualms about doing it. And I think that speaks really highly about Kickoff Labs because um, I mean, I'm a software engineer and I've built websites in the past and I know how to do that, but, um, it takes time and kickoff labs just makes it so easy and, um, seamless and it's just such a nice product to use that I think like the biggest compliment to kickoff labs is seeing, uh, somebody who's a software engineer use it. Well, thank I, I appreciate that. Um, so I did want to, it's a great transition because I did want to get into your campaign. Um, and so as of right now, when we're talking, um, I'm looking at the Indiegogo campaign, um, you have uh, 292 backers, you have 31 days left, and you've raised uh, over 50,000 uh, US dollars, 500% um, of the goal that you set. Mm -hmm. And so congratulations, you exceeded the goal. Um, and that sounds like a great start. Yeah. Um, so it's good start. Let's back up. Let's back up from that for a second. Um, before you launched the Indigo campaign, which um, I think, did you launch it over the weekend, uh, this past weekend? No, we actually launched it on a Tuesday. Uh, last Tuesday. Okay. So before you launched the Indiegogo campaign, you were, as you kind of alluded to, running a campaign on Kickoff Labs. And how did that campaign go for you? That went really well, actually. So we were able to get, um, so our entire company is bootstrapped. So we wanted to make sure that we spent our money wisely. And mm -hmm. we were able to get a lot of leads for the amount of money we spent. Um, 
part of this, I think, is because people really vibe with the product, so it's mm -hmm. a pretty easy sell. And also, another big part is getting your um, project out there. People need to be able to see this. So we um, drove ads, and then we also did the Kickoff Labs um, referral competition. I think there's this cool part um, where this there's this intersection on Indiegogo where um, having people be your early backers is a huge value to a company. And so we're able to sort of break even on the, the very first perks and because um, we get value from those customers. And so we were doing a referral campaign where we were giving um, such a good deal that it was an almost at cost uh, product. And for people who referred enough um, other people, they would get this unique discount link. Cool. So tell me how you decided uh, that that's how you wanted to spend sort of your marketing budget um, to, to give people that discount. Um, so I know some people on Kickoff Labs like to do a referral campaign where they uh, give prizes for referrals or s something. Um, related to the project or product but isn't the product we instead decided to give like a an additional discount because we thought that was um more in line it was just a, a simpler um referral um setup that we thought and it was also more in line with what we're going for we're selling the air pack pack we're not um doing referral competitions as our main um business goal. We're not giving out other prizes. So we decided it was simpler and more in line with what our business was going for. No, I think you're absolutely right. So for most people doing a physical product, I tend to recommend when they were like, what kind of product should they give away for the referrals? I say like, well, the really simple thing is just a discount because I mean, you want people that are ultimately going to buy your product. And so you don't want people doing it because they're getting some sort of like you know, related or accessory thing that they might want anyway. You want them interested in the campaign because of the product and you want them to indicate that they might actually buy it and that they're interested in the discount um, that you're offering them. So you kind of glossed over, you guys have done, um, did really well. Um, I won't give an exact number if you don't want, but you got thousands of leads um, with the first part of the campaign uh, on Kickoff Labs, getting their email address. Um, and you mentioned advertising. Can you talk a bit about how you drove traffic to the campaign? Because people, a lot of, oftentimes people struggle with that step. Um, yeah, so we did paid advertising um, where we would have um, our ads on, say, Instagram. And um, we did two different methods. We did drove them straight to the page, and then we drove them to uh, Messenger chat. And then from there, we drove them to the page. Um, the straight to the page converted really well because I think we have this, we were able to have really nice graphics, a really clear um, demonstration of the features of the backpack. Um, so that performed well there. And then the, the messenger chat, because you have them go through an additional step, of course, you're going to lose some of that email conversion. But I think it was valuable because we were able to communicate more with them in messenger chat. 
And another value that we didn't see until the campaign actually launched was that Messenger chat was a good way to provide customer service to these people. So actually when it was launching, we were getting this huge influx of messages about where's my um, email discount? Um, how do I um, how do I use the email discount? Um, when is it going to be available? Uh, what is shipping? And it just opened up another line of communication where we were able to communicate with our customers a lot more easily versus. Cool. And then can you give people a sense of scale? Because this gets asking of the um, marketing that you put behind it. I mean, are you talking a campaign where you guys spent, you know, um, you know $10,000 on a marketing campaign, um, not for the cost of the product or, or anything like that or, or shipping, but for uh, the advertising piece of it? Um, I don't think I'm really allowed to say the exact number. I can say uh, proportions. So our uh, uh, return on the, the ad spend was about, for the initial campaign was about um, 2x. And um, I think uh, for Indiegogo campaigns in general, for your raise amount, you're supposed to um, set aside about like at least 10% for marketing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that number from several from several customers that your kind of minimum is around 10 to 20%. So if you want to raise, for example, $100,000, then you'd have to imagine spending about 15 to $20,000 on marketing. Right. And it really depends on um, your product as well. So if you have a really nice product that people can connect with, you'll spend more or less on marketing. But if you have something that's sort of already been done or is in a saturated market or just isn't that nice, it'll be a lot harder to do. And another thing, cool thing about um, Kickoff Labs is it sort of lets you test out um, your marketing mm -hmm. before you actually drive uh, a lot more marketing dollars to your campaign. So we were seeing really good um, cost per leads, uh, really good um, conversion rate on the page. And so that, that led us, um, well, we really like the backpack, but we're also biased. Yeah. So it's all, uh, it was really nice seeing that confirmation early on and being able to know, hey, this isn't going to be a huge um, money loser for us. Cool. And so you, you kind of felt like running the Kickoff Labs campaign before you Indiegogo was good proof that you could gather enough interest. You're like, oh, we are able to market this. We are able to get enough leads to make to feel like this would be a successful campaign to take to the next level. Correct. That was the first point where we thought, hey, this um, is something that we could build a business around. What's been the most challenging thing for you and your team? Um, it's very time consuming. So like I mentioned before, um, we're bootstrapping a lot of this. So a lot of it we're doing on our own. We've set up systems where we sort of rotate um, customer service. We haven't really outsourced customer service first because of the expense and second because I think it really helps us understand our customers more and I think um, as a business grows, that's not something you should really move away with or move away from. So it's just very 
time consuming. There's um, sort of a, a pretty straightforward process that we followed. Um, there's a lot of good documentation um, out there on how you can launch a campaign. Um, your podcasts help a lot with that. There's other podcasts on actual Indiegogo campaigns. Do you so have any resources that uh, you'd want to share with uh, the audience so that besides our podcast that you found helpful? Um, yeah, so there's two main podcasts um, that I listen to. There's a Crowd Crux that um, has a lot of concrete crowdfunding details, and then there's... Uh, how I Built This by Guy Raj, which is a lot more, um, there's not a, as many step-by-steps because he interviews people like um, Michael Dell or people who founded big companies, mm-hmm. but that's more inspirational when we're feeling burnt out or like mm-hmm. tired. That's a good podcast to listen to because it's very um, motivating and it's very aspirational. Cool. So what's uh, what's next for you guys? So you're running this Indiegogo campaign. I imagine at the same time you're probably working on how you're going to be producing the backpacks or have you already nailed all that down and you're just ready to open up the store? Um, so we actually did a lot of that beforehand. We wanted to, we have a risks um, page on, or a risks portion on our Indiegogo page. And we wanted to get a lot of the risks out of the way beforehand. So we actually have partnered with a few manufacturers and we have our samples um, built. We've gone through um, a sample run so that we know we can scale it. And so we're ready to go. We have our distribution channels set up. And so um, what's um, next is just placing the order and following through with getting our, the backpacks up to the back backers. That's uh that's really impressive. You guys are, are steps ahead. Can I ask, is this, uh, is this your and your team's full-time job at this point, or is this like still a side gig and you're still working as a software engineer? Um, so, uh, all of us have another job that we're working on at the moment. Yeah, so it's not like it's a side gig because mm-hmm. it's sort of a full-time job. Mm-hmm. It's more like um, now I have two full-time jobs. <laughs> it's, that's often the case with people uh, in your in, in at your stage. Um, I, I, I I would have imagined that would have come up as one of the most challenging parts was uh, was having to you know go to work and then you know be thinking about this other project and then at night having the energy to keep up with the other project. But you've uh, you've made impressive progress. Um, the campaign um, went really well. Uh, the Indiegogo campaign looks like you're off to a great start in the first week. Um, so now I'd like to get to the last few questions, just sort of like off the top of your head uh, style uh, answers. So the first thing that pops in your head is uh, is probably the best answer, and we'll just move really quickly through these questions. So are you ready for that? Yeah, let's go. All right, so how do you get in the work zone? Um, I'm a big music listener, so I'll put on headphones. I've got noise canceling headphones. I've got a few different pairs of headphones. I've got speakers. I'll just um, put on headphones and get in the zone. Headphone recommendations for people that uh, that uh, are similar in taste? I mean, there's a lot of new good ones coming out, so I, I don't know about um, contemporary headphones, but I've got some Bose noise-canceling ones that I've had for like six years that I really like. Cool. 
uh, favorite vacation destination? Um, well, we live in San Diego, so it's pretty nice here. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I've, I've been to a lot of places that I really like. Um, I really like Singapore. I really like um, South Africa. Um, Alaska is really pretty in the summer. Um, Iceland's really nice. I, I don't think I can name a top destination. There's just so many cool places out there. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, uh, obviously, that's an interesting question, giving uh, your product to being a travel backpack specifically. Um, so uh, you mentioned a couple of podcasts. Do you have any other favorite podcasts uh, that you listen to? Um, yeah, Guy Raj is a personal hero of mine. I love his. Um, he does TED Radio Hour and he does How I Built Those. Those mm -hmm. are two amazing podcasts. Um, the Freakonomics podcast is pretty good. See, I get my Guy Raz fix from uh, from Wow in the World. My kids are huge uh, Wow oh, in yeah, the World fans. Oh yeah, I know you started that. <laughs> <laughs> um, something you've learned in the last year that you didn't know before. Oh, gosh, uh, there's so many things that I've learned. Um, let me try and see. Um, an interesting fact. Okay, this is not um, related to anything travel wear. Doesn't have to be. Um, just a cool or an interesting fact. Um, uh, we went um, we went swimming with uh, whale sharks actually fairly recently, and um, they are huge, but they're actually the biggest fish in the world because they are a shark, which is technically a fish. So it's pretty cool to see a fish. Uh, quote unquote fish that big. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see the last uh, the last question. Uh, so you already kind of mentioned a little bit potentially, but somebody you look up to, business or personal or otherwise. Um, somebody I look up to. And there's a, a lot of people I look up to. Um, I think one of them, there's this one really cool professor and author called Ellen B. Sachs. She wrote a book called My Descent into Madness. Essentially, it was about her um, struggle with schizophrenia and how she managed to get both her MD and JD. And now she's a professor emeritus at University of Southern California. I think I got those right, but it's really cool um, to see somebody who has these big struggles and is able to not only get through them, but get be so successful and use the way that they've struggled to help other people. Um, there's so many cool people like this in the world. For example, there's uh, another person that I really admire is Jane Goodall. Um, Jack Bogle, who pioneered uh, low index funds for um, Vanguard and mm -hmm. was not for, it's really cool how he was in the business industry and how he was sort of um, for the common person versus how a lot of other firms were for just for to sort of making a profit. In essence, I really admire people who are very good at what they do and try and use it to help other people. Cool. Um, that's a great list. 
Is there anything uh, that we didn't talk about that you feel like uh, our audience would benefit from hearing or learning? Um, yeah, I sort of have a tip for businesses in general. Um, so I did my uh, master's in engineering management at Cornell, and a part of it is taking a bunch of business courses. And one thing they're always going over is, what's your moat? What's your key differentiator? How do you differentiate yourself? How do competitors not come in and just um, do what you're doing? And mm -hmm. um, I think for us, one of the things is the machine learning, um, the patent, patent pending uh, machine learning that we've put into Shield Tech. Um, and then another thing is that we are actually very technical. And if there's technical things that come up, um, we have no problems dealing with those. And um, but that's not enough. There's always things that we need to sort of differentiate ourselves. And that's something I ask myself a lot. So that's what drove me to try and incorporate the um, chatbot into our kickoff labs campaign. There's some mm -hmm. other things that I tried to do that sort of um, made us um, stand apart. But I think as a business, if you go in saying, what's my unique value proposition? Why is our business special? Why are we providing um, benefits to the customer in a way that nobody else can or will? Um, and I think if you do that and you keep trying to do that every day and every year, then your business is will be positioned in a way to thrive. That's a great, uh, great last bit of advice uh, to go out on. Um, I want to thank you for joining us today. Um, and if uh, people want to reach out to you directly or if they've got a question for you after listening to this, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Um, so if you Google um, Traveler, you'll be able to find our website and our Indiegogo campaign. Um, and then if you want to reach out to the team or me directly, you can just email info at travelware.com. Great. Uh, thanks for taking the time. Um, we went a couple minutes over, but I appreciate uh, appreciate the extra the extra tips uh, that went into this. Um, it looks like a great campaign. The product looks really cool. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, how far you guys go on Indiegogo and uh, and uh, to hear about your success down the road. Thank you, Josh, and good luck at Kickoff Labs. Thank you. Have a great one. You too.